0: In 1984, my family and I moved to Kenya, East Africa. We spent the first six months there in language school, learning the Swahili language. One day, probably a Friday, because we had Friday break from language classes We left the language school going into town. We were beginning to transition to our life in the city of Nairobi, capital of Kenya in East Africa. We were coming down the mountain, probably I would guess doing 50 miles an hour. The road was bad enough. I can't imagine that I was doing 100 kilometers an hour, 60 miles an hour, probably doing about 50 miles an hour. Um, and by the way, when I make motions about that, realize when I say we were on this side of the road, that is normal, that's not the wrong side of the road, that is the proper side of the road. So we, we were coming down, the mountain is very steep incline, and I was meeting an 18-wheeler, we called them lorries, it would be a double lorry, moving so slowly, coming up that mountain that steep side of the mountain, that Gale kids would run along beside the lorries and sell them Coca-Cola's and peanuts and oranges. That's how slow they were moving. And because they were that slow, there was a bus, big Greyhound-style bus, that swung out to pass that lorry. The trouble is, now he occupies my side of the road. And... I have nowhere to go. I would have considered leaving the road, but the edge of the pavement drops off to the ground about knee deep. If I had dropped that little Mazda that we were driving off the side of that pavement, we would have flipped immediately. I'm slowing down Ashland as fast as as I can or getting as slow as I can get, and it's not happening fast. I've got a lot of momentum. Don, I'm going down the hill. This bus is coming at me. He's not exactly going to accelerate and get around that lorry in a hurry. And I looked at Brenda. She looked at me. My two children, our two children, are in the back seat. And my thought was, we're going to die before we ever have a chance to do any mission work at all. I got as close to the road as I could. Delaine, I could... I think I could feel the edge of my tires hanging off the edge of that pavement. The bus got as close to the lorry as he could. I promise I did not close my eyes. Brenda did. She closed her eyes. I did not close my eyes. But in an instant, Kelly, it was over. I mean, if the bus had gotten any closer, if the paint on the car had been any, any thicker, we would have collided with the bus. It was that close. And when we started breathing again, I said to Brenda, somebody was praying. Somebody was praying. Move forward about 15 minutes. Years or so, I had, I did something really dumb, I tumbled down an embankment on my mountain bike, head over hills, landed on my shoulder, separated a shoulder, that was on Friday, I couldn't get, have anything done until Monday, I had surgery on Monday, and on Thursday, we got on an airplane to go to Lithuania. I promise you that is not the recommended recovery procedure for, sh- for su- shoulder surgery, is to ride for 10 hours on an airplane, drive three hours from the capital to Kaunas, Lithuania. I got there that night. My doctor was, my surgeon was an army sawbones, uh, retired, and he did not believe in pain medication and told me, take it a day or two and then you can just stop. And eh. that didn't work very well. I got to Lithuania and I was in pain. I was hurting. And I told Brenda, in all of our ministry, I've always known that there were people praying for us. But in that moment, I was convinced, Grant, nobody was praying. We'd started this new ministry and this ministry was so different from anything that had ever been done in the ABA. We were no longer real missionaries. We were ministering to missionaries. I was taking the place of Joe Morrell there in Lithuania for a couple of months. But I was, we were in their apartment. They were gone. It, it was us. And I was hurting. I sat down at Joe's computer. Jerry had my arm taped to my body because of the surgery and with my left hand I am not left-handed I can't even scratch my head with my left hand I pecked out a message to the supporters to our supporters and I that meant Mary I had to type in all those email addresses the same way as many as I had I typed in and I put a message don't share this This is just for our partners in ministry, but I'm in trouble. I've had surgery. I'm in Lithuania. The pain is ahead of me and I can't break the pain. Please pray. Went to bed, tossed and turned in the morning. I was better. I turned on the computer and I had a screen full of messages we had special prayer for you we stopped in our services and we had prayer for you we've been praying for you ever since we got your message how are you and i had about a dozen messages that said you don't know me but somebody forwarded you remember i said don't forward this to anybody somebody forwarded this message to me and me and my church are praying for you I'd like to say that the pain was gone it was not gone but it was absolutely bearable I could feel the prayers of God's people listen prayer is a partnership and that partnership is tremendously important Paul said with a request please pray for me he said strive together with me in your prayers Paul believed in the power of prayer too often in our churches pray for me is a castaway phrase Charles I remember all my life I've heard singers get in the pulpit sing a special and they say pray for me while I sing I don't want to pray for them while they sing. I want to praise God and listen to, this, to the song. I, I don't want to bow my head and close my eyes and pray. It's, they don't really mean it. It's a toss-away phrase. I'm afraid too often when we do prayer requests in church, it's more of a gossip session or a news bulletin than it is a genuine request for prayer. But listen to me. A partnership in prayer, corporate prayer. When the body of Christ hits their knees and prays, heaven listens and God moves. Prayer is a partnership and we need to practice the partnership. I want you to understand, first of all, prayer is partnership with God. It is a partnership with God. The Bible says, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers and to God on my behalf. Listen, everything we do is a partnership with God. The ministry of this church is a partnership with God. All of the Bible, every event of the Bible is a partnership between the God of creation and mankind that He created. Does God need us for anything? He is all-powerful. He does not need our help. And yet He chooses to partner with us in ministry because it glorifies Him when we serve with Him and we serve Him. Every we do is a partnership with God. He chooses to work with us, and he chooses to work in us. Never forget that prayer is also a partnership with God. We think we're just praying to him, but he's involved in the process. We're called brothers because... uh, God's plan for creation always involves a partnership with the one He's created. That's true of family. Your family is a partnership with God. That's true of farming, maybe more than anyone else. Farmers know that they depend on the rains and the sunshine, and they know that there is a partnership with God, but there is also a partnership with God in craftsmanship. Whatever your job is, Jonathan, when you go to your job, you are partnering with God, using the gifts that he's given you, going with his presence inside you and doing the job to his glory. I mean, if you're sweeping streets, you sweep streets to the glory of God. If you're painting walls, you paint walls to the glory of God. If you're wiring houses, You do that to the glory of God. It is a partnership with God. And ministry is also a partnership with God. We are sons of God, of God the Father. It says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as Sons, It is on that basis that we approach God the Father as our partner, our Father in ministry. And He said, because you are sons, get this, don't miss this, God has sent the Spirit of, of His Son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So what does the Spirit do when He comes and He lives and indwells in us? Paul says in Romans chapter 8, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Get this, we're talking about a partnership with God. Even in prayer, we're not just praying to God. God is in us, telling us what to pray. For we do not know what to pray as we ought. But get this, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words listen when you don't know what to pray the spirit of god partners with you he searches our hearts and knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of god when we pray to god the father we pray through the son And we are enabled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit tells us what to pray for. He He leads us. You ever wonder that, that phrase, according to thy will. How do we know how to pray the will of God? I guarantee you if you pray something frivolous and you're a child of God, the Spirit of God that lives inside you will smite you in the heart and say, that's stupid, don't pray that. He will lead us to pray according to the will of God. And even when you don't know what to say, and you just cry, help me, Lord. The Spirit knows our hearts. You know, in the mornings early when I'm praying, sometimes I'll pray, I'll pray for my deacons. I pray for my deacons every day. And I, I, sometimes my mind, I get to thinking about them and I'm not speaking aloud anymore But you know the Spirit of God hears that and He words that for me. He knows what to say when I really just don't know what to say. There is that partnership, praying to God the Father, praying through Christ the Son on the basis of being led by the Spirit. Do you see that partnership? Listen, man, that is a powerful partnership. Don't ever forget that prayer is a partnership with God prayer is a partnership of striving together write the word striving in the blank prayer is a partnership of striving together he says i appeal to you brothers by our lord jesus christ and by the love of the spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to god on my behalf i want you to understand that that striving is not, a, is not strife, S-T-R-I-F-E. It's not anger, it's not battling, it's not arguing. That striving means to work hard. Work hard. Listen, understand that prayer is the arena of spiritual warfare. Doing battle with the enemies of God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 2 says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. That wrestling is the striving that Paul is talking about, fighting the actual enemy of God I think about the movie war room I like that movie and I think about the old saying about when that woman goes in that room and gets on her knees the demons in hell tremble and say oh no she's at it again she's at it again that is spiritual warfare and we have power in prayer that shakes the demons of hell and rattles the heavens If we would just use it. You strive together. That together is a partnership. Strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. I said that when we were missionaries in Africa, and we got in those dangerous situations. I I, I said years later, and Brenda mouthed to me, no, it wasn't that much later, because she thought I was going to tell one of the other stories. We have so many prayer stories in Kenya where God delivered us in miraculous ways from actually from the jaws of death, from disease. And I know that people were praying because people continually sent me letters when we were there that I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I know fell in Monticello, Arkansas, Pistol Cruise who prayed for us before God on his knees every single day. You know when he's doing that, when he is down on his knees and he's got hold of the legs of the throne of God and he is begging God for Lynn and Brenda Rayburn, Shelley and Timothy, he is helping us in our work. He is partnering with us in our work. That is the power of prayer. Listen, when you're praying for your husband and he's not at home, you are partnering with him with whatever he's doing on his job. When you're praying for your wife, when she's working or she's home with the kids, whatever she's doing, you are partnering together with her through prayer. When you're praying for your pastor. Every time somebody asks me, I've got 31 guys in this church who pray for me one each day. I ask them to fast, that is, miss one meal, and to pray for me. And I get text messages about every morning. For those of you who don't send text messages, please start. You have no idea what those messages mean to me when I get them in the morning. By the way, if you want to start that, just start. Send me a text message. I'm praying for you on the 24th of the month, every single day month when you do that you're helping me in my work that's not wasted time you are partnering with me you are striving with me you are doing the work with me that's what the partnership is all about when you pray for a missionary you may be thousands of miles away from him but when you pray for a missionary, you cross all borders and you cross all time zones and you are a part of His work and His ministry. You are partnering with that missionary. You are joining the ministry. You are joining in the action that He has going on. Partner. Partnership. It is striving together then I want you to understand that prayer is a partnership of power he says strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf get this that I may be delivered from unbelievers in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. Now, I've highlighted three different words, and I'm going to work through that backwards. First of all, I want you to know that prayer is powerful for encouragement. I know what it's like to be in pain, to be isolated, to be on the other side of the world and feel that nobody knows and nobody cares. And then all of a sudden, people start praying You have no idea how encouraging it was to quit hurting so bad that I could manage it now, but you have no idea how encouraging it was to get those emails and say, we prayed for you. Uh, Even though I said, don't forward this prayer request, this is just for our supporters, our partners in ministry. People did that. People I didn't even know. Some of them I didn't, some I didn't even know. And I mean there were Baptist churches, there were Pentecostal churches, there were all kinds of churches that were praying for us. Man, I don't care, pray! Prayer is powerful, and it is a powerful partnership. It is a powerful way to encourage someone. It is also powerful for the acceptance of the ministry, The message and the ministry. Paul prayed, said, Pray for me that my ministry, my message, that we might be acceptable to the saints in Jerusalem. Now, there's, if you read between the lines and you know the whole Bible story, Chris, I think he's talking about they, they had taken up an offering for the saints in Jerusalem during a famine. Don, they were taking that offering to Jerusalem and he was worried that those stubborn Jews would be so proud and so arrogant and hated him so much for ministering to Gentiles that they wouldn't even receive the offering and he prayed pray that they'll accept what I'm bringing I prayed week after week Sunday after Sunday I prayed yesterday and I prayed today for my message today i never want to steal god's glory but i pray for the hearts of my people for the visitors that will come i pray and i hope you pray for me that people hear the word of god and receive it i pray for people in the congregation that are lost and need to be saved I know that we've got a schedule of deacons that somebody is not in the room. They're somewhere else praying when we have these services. Sometimes one of them will say to me, I won't be in there. Don said this before. I won't be in there because it's my day to pray. I pray that the Spirit of God would move in this service. And I pray that whatever your feelings toward me are, that you would accept the message of God. That you would answer his call. I believe with all my heart that God is moving in these services. And I know that there are people who need to make decisions. And I pray and I ask you to pray with me. That they will make the decision that God is asking them to make. A partnership that is powerful toward acceptance of the message and of the ministry. But then... Prayer is also powerful for deliverance. I read the book of Acts this morning, the whole book. That was my Bible reading. I'm reading through the Bible in 30 days to get a good start on the year. So I read the book of Acts. And I read where they killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Grant, that's just weird. You ever thought about that? Here's one of them. pillar apostles, and he, he gets... His death gets that much of a sentence. I don't get that. I don't understand that. It's one of the questions I'm going to ask the Lord. Why, why didn't you have more to say about James when he was martyred? But then they put Peter in prison. <clears throat> and Peter was facing a similar fate. And the church got together and they got on their knees and they cried out to God for the deliverance of Peter that night the angel of the lord came walked through the jail he woke peter up peter's walking around stumbling like he was a hard sleeper i mean he didn't he thought he was dreaming and the his chains fell off and the doors opened and and the angel let him, even Jay jerry had to tell him put your coat on it's cold outside put your coat on and he let him out and and he realized had been set free why well a lot of reasons but the church was praying the church was praying listen to me there is power in corporate prayer there is power in a partnership of prayer in not in the in the 80s in the country of Romania pastor near, by the name of Laszlo Tokas took over a small reformed church to minister to his fellow Hungarians, a minority who lived with, inside the borders of Romania. His predecessor had openly supported the communist Romanian government, even to the extent of wearing a red star on his clergy robes. Tokas, on the other hand, Spoke out against injustice, protested government actions. Soon his sanctuary began to fill. They went from 40 to 5,000. The secret agents of the government took notice as well, and they made to arrest Tokas in his church. churches the Christians of the city gathered around Tokas house to block the way of the police who would arrest him they sang and they prayed for days finally after several days those agents of the government broke through the protesters arrested Tokas and took him to the jail rather than disperse all of those who had been praying started marching down the streets on the way to the jail. As they marched through the city chanting and singing, they picked up most of the population of the city so that 200,000 people surrounded the jail in the city square, filling and overfilling the city square. Because there was so much commotion and people were out of control, a local pastor stood and silenced the crowd with three words Let us pray. Instantly, 200,000 people in unison hit their knees. Began to recite aloud the Lord's Prayer. What happened in that square spread all the way to the capital city of Bucharest, and the crowds, the throngs of people were beyond imagination. The prayers offered in that square, offered again in the city of Bucharest, resulted in the fall of the emperor, the president, Ceausescu, the government, the communist repressive government of Romania fell because of what started in that small city in the north among the Hungarian minority. Why? Because a partnership in prayer is powerful. May we as a church join together, hit our knees, and pray for a movement of the Spirit of God in Faith Baptist Church. A movement of the Spirit of God in our city, and a movement of the Spirit of God in our nation. Prayer is powerful, and especially when we are in partnership with God, We are in a partnership with each other, and we are in a partnership with those doing the work. Will you pray? Will you pray right now for our church, for our city, for our nation? And will you pray, God, what do you want me to do?